Welcome to Entrepreneurs. Here we're learning about um, goals and success, but the full spectrum of goals and success, meaning the on part of entrepreneurs means that like this success person in material life, um, in terms of success mindset, habits, uh, they also um, parallel the genuine yogis or the genuine spiritual aspirants. And today I wanted to talk about understanding our non-material identity. Meaning, is it just kind of like a, a faith? Spiritual is just kind of a belief and material goals are concrete, provable. I want to dispel some of these ideas and give concrete knowledge on understanding that spiritualists can stand on solid ground. There is tangible, logical, grounded experiences that we can deem spiritual. Um, I'll be referring to, of course, the prime yoga text, Bhagavad Gita, particularly chapter two, from text 12 onwards, if you're interested, Bhagavad Gita as it is. And there, uh, there's a great analogy that gives that is used by this preceptors there. And it's the idea of the sun and the sunshine. So if we look at the universe on a beautiful day, we're looking up, we see the sun shining, the sunshine permeating like I woke up this morning. It's a beautiful sunny morning. And I was looking at the sun and I realized I don't actually see the sun. What do you mean you don't see the sun? I don't see the sun. The sun is so bright that even if I try to look at the globe from where the sunshine is emanating, I don't actually see the sun planet because the glare off the body of the sun is so bright. I'm just seeing the shining light surrounding the globe. And of course, that permeates out into the sunshine. So I, I can't see the sun, but I know the sun is there by the sunshine. And you cannot have sunshine without sun. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, and sunshine is full of sun particles or molecules or atoms. Yeah. So the particles of sun create the sunshine, and there's the sunshine, there's the sun planet. So, similarly, if you take the body, we have this energy, this thing called consciousness that permeates the whole, your whole existence, like your your world, so to speak. So you experience your whole world uh, through your body and mind, through consciousness. So consciousness is the energy of the non-material particle of consciousness called the Atma in Sanskrit. People say, well, show me the song, show me the spirit, where is it? Well, show me the sun. We don't actually see the sun. We see the shining light because our senses don't have the ability to see. But we know the sun is there by the sunshine. As you open your blinds in the morning and see the sunlight coming in, the light, you know the sun is there. Similarly, by the presence of consciousness, you can understand that the soul is there. Consciousness is that energy that bewilders scientists. There is no conclusive understanding of what is the soul, or what is consciousness, sorry. What chemical combination produces consciousness and life. There's no coherent unitary understanding of what is consciousness and where does it come from? Where does it appear if it came from evolution? At what stage of evolution does consciousness arise? It just becomes a speculative um, theory. But without consciousness, 
the, you might notice that without consciousness, there's no life. A difference between a dead body and a living body is one protests and the other doesn't. What's that mean? It means if someone comes to kick me in the face and I'm present in the body as, as consciousness, as a person, then I protest. But as soon as I or the consciousness leaves, the experience that leaves, you can keep kicking the body, yet no one protests. And yet that ingredient is missing. It instantly decomposes all the energies and transactions and interactions within the body, your digestion, your renal gland, your breathing, your oxygenation, brain cells, synapses, all that ends when consciousness ends or finishes or disappears from the body. So similarly in the universe, there's no life without the sun. Similarly, there's no life without the atma, the sun of the body, the spiritual entity in the body permeating consciousness. So consciousness is proof of the non-material self. It's that simple, very easy. So people were talking about being spiritual, spiritually, minded, having spiritual goals, but the Bhakti Yogi is an entrepreneur. He's not believing in spirituality. He understands the science of spirituality and the lifestyle and principles for connecting and awakening to the platform of pure consciousness. A lifestyle that raises consciousness rather than devolves it. Another example is if someone is drunk, their consciousness becomes polluted. They become kind of semi-unconscious, so to speak. Their reality becomes distorted. They can't really think straight. Classic example of a policeman pulling someone over who's been drink driving. He asks them to walk the white line, yet they can't really balance properly. Their whole world is subdued by the effect of the alcohol in the blood. And of course, consciousness is carried by the blood uh, from the heart region. So similarly, we think that the way we're living, according to the yoga text, genuine yoga text, where if we're living a particular way, our consciousness becomes polluted. We see things in a distorted vision. Well, you may say, well, I haven't drunk today. I'm seeing clearly the yogis will disagree. If you're because of identifying with the body and mind as the self and living according to that and acting according to that and eating certain ways, living certain ways, your consciousness is still polluted or should we say it's intoxicated, you could kind of say. So the purpose of controlling the mind and senses, just like an athlete controls their mind and senses, their eating, their diet, their regulations to achieve a higher potential, a higher performance, a higher, and that requires a higher mindset and higher habits produce that mindset. So higher habits create higher performance and experiences and perception and ability. If that person going to the Olympics drops those high performance habits, mindset, etc., then they don't get the experience or the insight or the performance they're looking for. Similarly, if we don't live according to the higher consciousness lifestyle, a higher performance of consciousness, and, we live in the, and we're living in the lower realms, 
then we cannot understand higher subject matter. We cannot perceive the higher consciousness potential because we're living wrong. So the genuine yogi, like the entrepreneur, knows I have to be very selective and very careful how I live, who I associate with, how I eat, how I sleep, what things, an intelligent person will ask, what things do I need and habits do I need in order to purify and upgrade the performance of my consciousness? An athlete will do it physically, and an athlete will also upgrade their mindset. Mind is also matter, it's subtle matter, but higher than the mind is consciousness, the witness behind the energy that is the life force in the body. So this is how bhakti yoga, the genuine yogis, understand the science of the perfection of entrepreneurship, the, success, the perfection of success. So rather than achieving some physical feat, getting to the Olympics, which will not be sustainable as the body deteriorates, time will erode that ability. Same with mental faculties can be taken away. But consciousness is permanent. There is a, um, the back to yogi is aiming for the perfection of success that the human form of life gives the potential for. So here we are getting a clear understanding very simple and a lot of people overthink this or they overlook the simplicity here you know we had babies bodies well i had a baby body i had a young boy's body i had a teenage life i thought like a teenager i used to think like a seven-year-old i used to be like a baby but those things have all changed i remember being in those vehicles those stages of the of the body and mind but I still exist as the experiencer. I'm still here. So we want to redirect person's pursuit for success and putting effort and habits in to obtain high performance and success and add the ingredient of aiming for the highest success amongst that. And it does require the same kind of habits and um, and mindset and thinking and principles, mainly the same principles, that it, it takes a lifestyle and knowledge and coaching and mentoring to be able to obtain higher consciousness. It doesn't happen by taking you know, some drug or some self-induced state. It requires um, knowledge of the science and procedures. And that is exactly what real yoga, genuine yoga is about. The asanas, the sitting postures, are just a tiny component in an eightfold system of a particular pathway towards enlightenment. Yama, Niyama, Asana. Asana is what we see in the studios, and they jump the first two, things you shouldn't do and things you should do. Yama, Niyama. Habits you should have, habits you shouldn't have. Again, lifestyle. To actually get the benefit of genuine yoga on the mat, you have to actually be practicing the scientific habits of yama niyama. But of course, many studios will not promote those because they call for restraint, diet, energy retainment, not overindulgence. So this is really important to understand. So asana is just the means to sit, 
postures that can help you sit for a long time to then go to the higher levels. Asta, asta means eight and anger means limb, limbs or steps. So it's the eightfold steps to enlightenment, to success. So the path to real success is, or should we say the highest success, because all success is good in some ways, but we have to understand it takes the same principles and mindset. We have to understand there are, as a lifestyle and procedures that we have to abide by to obtain the goal. But when it comes to spirituality, everyone wants to throw these things away. Spiritual is your own affair. It's your own private thing. Figure it out yourself. That's like saying to a person who wants to go to the Olympics, just do whatever you want. Figure it out yourself. You don't have to follow any rules or, or sustain any lifestyle or diet or change your thinking. You just wing it however you feel. Maybe take some drugs and you might get there. This is kind of very, very ridiculous. The spiritual or the non-material attainment is the highest. It requires more effort and focus action. So I'm trying to introduce you to kind of realize that what you've got your hands on and what we learn here on the on entrepreneurs is not something whimsical, not something airy-fairy. It really is a scientific practical, log logical, intelligent understanding of understanding how to get success in all areas of your life and not missing out on the non-material goal that you have on offer, the advanced consciousness that you have as a human being. This is the real goal of human life, to obtain happiness that has no beginning or end, that is not affected by material circumstances. And it's a journey, like a journey man who, or woman who wishes to go to the Olympics, starts very young and builds up the dream and sticks to the goal, sticks, uh, keeps their mind on the goal and sticks to the program, no matter what happens in their life, despite distractions, up and downs, curveballs. So coming full circle, remember the sun and the sunshine. Consciousness pervades this body right to the edge of your skin. You're conscious of the pains and pleasures of your body. You're not conscious of the pains and pleasures of others. So your consciousness has limitation. It's confined within this tiny little world that we call our existence, body and mind. And yet without the presence of consciousness, it is useless. The body will instantly collapse, decompose become ashes to ashes, dust to dust. So if we're, non if we're a non-material particle of consciousness, if there's an origin, that origin must also have consciousness. A supreme consciousness is what Krishna is talking about in the Bhagavad Gita. He's helping us understand the connection between the part and the whole. So that can, is, uh, uh, will be talked about in other podcasts, but today is just to get you thinking. Is the is the bhakti yogi or the genuine yogi just another path like all the others? Is it just another faith and belief? No. The more you listen to entrepreneurs podcasts, the more you will understand through logic, reason, 
experience that you can understand with clarity, simplicity, that you have available to you a full spectrum of happiness that the world out there is not telling you about. They simply want you to tell you about the happiness just pertains to your body. They're not even getting you to enjoy the pleasures of the mind. Most people's minds are so disturbed, crazy. They take solace in just stimulating the body, the flesh, the senses. And that's how they control everyone. By get money to gratify those senses, which can never be satisfied and go crazy in the process. The full spectrum of happiness is available in by understanding the Bhakti Yoga texts, particularly Bhagavad Gita as it is. There, will, there you will hear about a higher platform of happiness, beyond mind, beyond body. And that is available to anyone. So if you wish to aim higher, march to a different beat, to at least inquire that there could be something more available. Then entrepreneurs, podcasts, and programs and resources are here to assist you and to give you knowledge and experience so you can comfortably and confidently march towards that higher goal. So the sunshine is rising in the morning appearing through our windows let you know the sun is here oh the sun is there i cannot see the sun simply consciousness lets you know there's the non-material self within the body the witness the permanent self the core identity that doesn't change even though the body and mind changes if you can figure this out you can save yourself a lot of time and trouble and entrepreneurs is an accelerator here there's no wishy-wash straightforward simple to the point easy to understand and not just knowledge but practical things you can learn to do to get and experience this so i wish you well i look forward to our next podcast Hare Krishna.